0: Interesting story these days uh, about whether or not Canada should ban smoking tobacco. We hear this one all the time. There's a lot of reasons why it could be done, a lot of reasons why it can't be done. But joining us on the phone today is a senior scientist with the CAMH, that's the Center for Addiction and Mental Health Institute. And uh, for mental health, the policy research is Dr. Michael Chayton, who joins us on the show. Hello, doctor. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Hey, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about your thinking on this. Where do you do? You, would we actually do this?
1: Do you think? I I'm not sure, but the the reason for this is that this discussion is coming up now is that uh, both the UK and New Zealand have introduced laws and uh, New, uh, New Zealand looks like they're just about to implement uh, laws that uh, do essentially that but they don't ban the the uh, possession or the use of uh, cigarettes but they um, but they're instituting something called a smoke-free generation that will ban the sale of, uh, of cigarettes uh, uh, for people who are currently 14 um, and that it will raise the minimum age until uh, they won't be able uh, and, uh, every year so that they won't be able to purchase uh, cigarettes legally. Now the
0: first thing I thought of when I saw this story was Okay, I, I like the sound of it. I'm not a smoker. Let me just say that right up front. But we, we generate a lot of tax revenue off of this kind of stuff. How, would the government even go along with this, do you think?
1: I think the government is interested in reducing smoking. Uh, it's, I, it, it, there are certainly lots of reasons why historically that we, we haven't done something like this. Um, I think that, uh, uh, you know, in the past, we've you know, learned some lessons about uh, that, that criminalizing behavior is not a good idea. Um, and especially when smoking rates were 40, 50 percent, and and even at 20 or 25, uh, that's just a lot of people who were looking uh, for uh, for cigarettes. The the UK proposal is uh, something that it it. it phases in, um, uh, in in a ban over a period of many, many decades. I mean, really, it would take 70 or 80 years for uh, a, a complete ban to actually come in. But uh, uh, the, the, I, I think the prevalence of smoking has gotten low enough and uh, that, that it's sort of time to change our thinking and think about new ways of addressing what is the, the most dangerous Uh, easily available commercial substance.
0: New Zealand was the first country to pass this this kind of ban last December. How's that working out for them?
1: They haven't. It hasn't come in yet. Uh, so they're about to start. Okay. The first place they they've they're, they they've got a more comprehensive plan than the UK does. So right. they're doing a, a couple of other things. Uh, first, the first step is to uh, reduce the number of places where you can sell tobacco by ninety five percent. And uh, then, well, along with uh, uh, raising the minimum age, they're also taking the nicotine out of uh, cigarettes uh, so that it won't be at addictive
0: we had a story this week about how the uh, the, the situation revolving lung cancer seems to be on the decline in Canada and has been for the last 10 years however for students grades 7 to 12 vaping becoming a problem and uh, we're just kind of passing
1: from smoking to vaping yeah, I mean, particularly among uh, this, you know, this, this cohort, which you know, for the, over the last 20 years or so, uh, the rates of smoking among uh, uh, youth and and people in high school has uh, dropped dramatically. Um, and, uh, and but over the last few years, we've seen increases in vaping. I, I think one of the the complicating factors here is that. Uh, In in New Zealand especially, one of the reasons why they think it might work is that they're they don't see it as a ban of uh, tobacco. They're they're not seeing it a ban uh, on the drug. That is that they are continuing to have a substitute for the uh, product in the form of vaping. So that is, they're going to make it work by being able to switch people from cigarettes, uh, which are incredibly dangerous to vaping, which is not nearly so dangerous as compared to cigarettes, although that's a, a pretty low bar. And, the problem with the situation in Canada is that we're not really doing either. So we're doing pretty well at getting uh, vaping products into the hands of kids right. and not a great job of getting them into the hands of uh, people who they would really help, uh, you know, older smokers.
0: And even though you ban it, people are still going to go and find it, right?
1: Yeah, I I, I think they would certainly. I mean, the you know the UK proposal, the idea is that that people who uh, you know the who are currently smoking would continue to be able to buy. I, I don't entirely know how that. How how well that will work? I think you know the important thing there is that it sends a signal that this is not a normal commercial product, uh, that it's time to get it off the of shelves. We don't have you know the, the, I hear from lots of people who say if it were so dangerous, why doesn't the government ban it? Um, and you know there's some truth to that. Well, uh, part of
0: the strategy, by the sounds of it, from the Canadian government standpoint, is to try to get to try to get the population to smoke to down to less than 5% by 2035 did i read that right is that correct
1: yeah, so that this that, is part of their, uh, you know, uh, tobacco endgame strategy as well. It, they're they're looking to to reduce the prevalence below that level. Um, it's not quite as ambitious a target as as uh, you know what we're seeing in in New Zealand or the UK. Um, but I mean, we are well on the way there. Smoking rates have been declining over the past a few years, um, and uh, it, that uh, um, we just haven't seen uh, sort of new really dramatic uh, world uh, interventions by the Canadian government. The Canadian government used to be sort of on the forefront of uh, tobacco control efforts, and now they're they're uh, you know they're 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 not anymore. Uh, and uh, the UK and New Zealand have taken the lead. So I guess to kind
0: of get away from this, we we, we got to get to the grassroots level, and it sounds like less and less kids are smoking. Are you hearing that same sort of thing? I've seen yeah, some stats I mean,
1: on that. Yeah, the, I mean, the rates of smoking among youth have just uh, 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 plummeted. And, you know, in uh, 20 years ago, in, in high school students in Ontario, you'd see uh, about 20% say that they were, were smoking cigarettes daily. Um, and now that number is about 1%. Um, and even the number of kids who have even tried a puff on a cigarette is down to under 20%. So, you know, back in the day where you would expect that everyone would have at least, you know, seen a cigarette or tried it at some point in time. Now that's just not true anymore, and and you know, it is part of, uh, you know, that this this kind of smoke-free generation just starts to to um, will make that phase out uh, uh, more permanent. What about the
0: pictures on the uh, on the packages themselves? I know it works for the sixteen-year-old in our place because he looks
1: at that and goes, eh. <laughs> Yeah, and so it certainly I mean, it works. Uh, it works in general. And I mean, the Canadian government's also putting new warnings right on the cigarettes, uh, printed warnings on the cigarettes themselves. Uh, that's coming in soon. Uh, so warnings are great. Uh, warnings are have been really effect, have been effective. At you know, they've been part of the reason that we've seen this decline uh, in smoking in Canada. Uh, they do uh, need to be refreshed every couple of years. People grow used to them. Right. Um, and. And, you know, there, there probably is a, a, a sort of a maximum effect that they might have that, you know, that after a while they, you know, people have gotten that message. Um, and the next stage is, is really to think about how we, um, you know, what, what are the appropriate ways to, to sell tobacco um, and uh, how we how we switch to a situation when, you know, we've got a relatively few number of people smoking. still.
0: Michael, thanks for your time today. We appreciate your thoughts on this and uh, have yourself a great weekend, okay? Okay, thanks very much. There you go, Dr. Michael Chaitin, who is the Senior Scientist, the CAMH, that's the Center for Addiction and Mental Health Institute for Mental Health Policy Research at the University of Toronto.